Good morning and welcome back to my podcast. My name is Celeste and if you are new here, I kind of just talk about a bunch of different shit. (laughs) Um, But today I wanted to talk about complimenting pretty people. I was thinking about that. I'm sorry for my voice because it's a little bit like off because I had way too much wine on Friday at the Mariah Carey concert and oh lord, it takes me days to recover from that. Um, but she was amazing. <laughs> but back to today's episode. So I wanted to talk about complimenting pretty people. I was thinking about that. Um, because offering a compliment literally costs nothing. But I think a lot of people, when they see really, really good looking people, um, they just don't compliment them because they assume they already know. But I can actually tell you that I have met some of the most beautiful human beings on the outside as well as the inside, but they're extremely like gorgeous or like attractive to like the average eye. Right. And so, but they can be sometimes the most insecure people. And that's a personal thing for sure, because they have to work on themselves. But I really think it's important to just, if you see something that you think is nice, tell them, People want to know, like, it makes them feel good too, right? Like, even if you like, I've had women come up to me in the airport and compliment my outfit and it honestly makes my day. (laughs) You'd be so surprised at how much one thing that you can say to someone can totally impact how they feel for the rest of the day. So even when I smile at people and it's interesting because I've had like people come up to me years later and we'll be talking and they're like, literally they're like, oh my gosh, you know, like we had this talk like years ago and it really like affected my life and it made me change so many things. And like this one, this was back with my, with my little cousin, this is years ago. And I had no idea that what I'd said to her that day impacted her enough to start losing weight and like getting healthy and like starting like just being better. It's so crazy. Like people have no idea <laughs> how much their words can impact other people and completely change the course of their life. Not to put pressure on anybody, but <laughs> only positive things, right? Like don't go around insulting people because like that's not going to get you anywhere except maybe beat up. (laughs) Um, but totally like make such a huge difference, you know, like the smallest things can really out, like really change your life and change other people's lives. Even smiling at people, you know, I was watching this video on YouTube or TikTok or something and, um, it broke my heart to be totally honest. Like this man walked up to a homeless guy and just said hello to him and the man just was just like wow like they started talking and he said you're the first person to say hello to me in about I think it was like eight years to acknowledge him his existence to smile at him you know so I was just like wow like I can't even imagine that so like when I went to um Mexico to write my book um I don't think people understand how much human connection and human interaction 
really is required. Like I totally love my, my alone time, my me time. Cause I'm like introvert, extrovert. Like I need to be able to just be on my own, rebuild myself, like get my stuff done. And I like to do that alone, but I'm very social. I like to talk to other people. So if you think about that, can you just imagine like how it would feel to go through life not having anyone to talk to at all and having people think that you don't even exist? That would be awful. Maybe that's just how I think, but gosh, like, so when I was down in Mexico, I'm trying to write my book. It was, I'm very sensitive. I'm very like, I'm, I'm a highly sensitive person, as they like to say, HCP or HSP. Um, so being down there to write my book, if I'd been down there with, with, um, with a partner, it would have been totally different because I would have had someone to, to talk to, to vent to, to have that human connection with while I was down there. But for me, it just broke my heart every day, like walking around and seeing the poverty and seeing, I just felt so bad for these kids. And like, there's, there's not, it's not all poverty, poverty for sure. Like where I was, was, was like big tourist area and great, but like, I needed that human interaction. I needed that human connection and I just didn't have it while I was down there. And over the phone just isn't enough for me. Like I need a hug and like, I'll be honest, when I was down there, I didn't have a hug for, or touch another person, like even like a handshake for at least, oh gosh, two weeks at least, two, three weeks, maybe more. And I didn't realize how much it affected me. And that was one of the things that I learned about being down there how important it is to communicate and make yourself social, even if you're feeling anxiety and to talk to other people. Because when I was down there, all I was focused on was writing my book and trying to get through every day. Cause I was in like a really bad, I was triggered super bad when I was down there. Um, so talking to people and making small talk was just like not in my capacity. I just couldn't do it. So I had to put myself into a routine I'm setting an alarm in the morning and then going to the gym, like walking to the gym and doing my workout, you know, trying to figure out what worked for me to get myself through that situation until I could leave. And the stubborn side of me was just like, nope, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to push through it, even though I should have left a, a day in. I should have. But I was like, no, nope, I can do this. I'm going to enjoy my time here. I'm going to appreciate it, but it just didn't work for me. Like I have, I need that, that human interaction and that like, like chatting and like, you know what I mean? Even having like girlfriends and stuff down there. And I, I love talking to people. I love meeting people, but it just at that time I didn't have it in the, it didn't, I didn't have the capacity to do it. So, and walking every day you know, too. And like being a bit of a pretty girl was hard for me because I don't like unnecessary attention. <laughs> I really don't. Like it, it bothers me when people stare at me and it bothers me when people, unless I'm with my partner, then it's totally different. It's so funny how like someone's safety can make you feel so different. So when I'm, when I'm feeling safe, I don't care who looks at me, but as soon as I'm alone, having these unwanted eyes staring at me because I start to notice 
that's like a, yeah, it just doesn't work for me. So I was highly in tune to, to watching people watch me um, because that's all I had. I was walking every day so I could see the people that were watching me. And I was observing a lot of people too. And it was funny because I actually got ready one night and put makeup on for the first time in like a while. And I went to get coffee and it was so sweet. This woman was like, her and her daughters were just like blown away. And it made me feel so good, but at the same time insecure because I don't want to be noticed. I just wanted to just like have my coffee, read my book. But she was like, it gave me these beautiful compliments. And she was just like shook. She's like, you are so beautiful. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> like, I really appreciate that. But I've honestly, I stopped, I started wearing hats because I just didn't want people to see me. But that compliment that day, like meant a lot to me. I was like, wow, that was so nice of her to like go out of her way to say that to me. So that's why compliments are just so important because you actually never know what people are going through inside their head. You know, and like the, again, like the prettiest people I know are some of the most insecure people I know. And you think, I think that maybe people just think that they already know. And it's like, who cares if they already know? Just tell them anyways. I feel like you can feel someone's vibe when you, when you compliment them or say something nice to them. And like, wow, like one of the biggest, I think, things that women have. <laughs> Sorry, I'm having a drink of water is that when we compliment each other on clothes, <laughs> I do this and I've had to like consciously stop myself from doing it. They're like, oh my God, I love your coat. And I'm like, bad bucks, winners. <laughs> I don't know why we, we have this, I don't know why we have this like feeling that we have to justify or like, and maybe it was just like we're proud of like our, like the deal that we got but I'm like bad bucks winners yep winners I'm an avid winner winner shopper oh my gosh I love shopping there but women just tend to do that and so I think if people more actively just learned how to and I've and I've learned how to do that too accept a compliment when someone gives it to you and just say thank you because I do I accept that now I love myself I've learned how to love myself it's taken a really long time to get here um, and I'm, I still have tons of work I want to do and like personal development to help heal myself, but say thank you and resist the urge <laughs> to say, say stop 10 bucks. <laughs> I totally do it all the time. Oh my gosh. If I had like a dollar for every time I, I divulged the value of what I was wearing. Oh, <laughs> I'm a bad Amazon shopper too. Cause I'll have like, a really cute top and has like Amazon. <laughs> oh gosh. I just love shopping. It's probably why I went to school for fashion business. Um, cause I just love clothes and I love fashion and I love honestly anything creative, but try to accept a compliment when someone gives it to you because you never really know and give them. And I can't reiterate that enough. It's like, Give compliments when people need them and if you don't, and don't force them because people can feel a forced compliment, like go throughout the day and like be like, I need to compliment four people today. No, it should feel natural. And it's just something that you have to practice doing. And 
it's an ego thing too. Massively an ego thing. I think a lot of people have a hard time complimenting others um, just because maybe they, people have weird resentments. And like, I know, like I'm thinking about from my own experience that I think that some people just have a hard time giving compliments because that's not something they received growing up and or knew how to do. So it's like, you know, that that voice inside of you that you just want to say something and no matter what you do, you just can't get it out of your body. And I've been there, too, where I just like need to say something, but I everyone's going to laugh that actually knows me like, okay, Celeste, (laughs) you have no filter. I know I don't. I'm working on it. Okay. Verbal like explosion over here from my mouth. (laughs) But people have a really hard time giving compliments if they weren't raised that way. Right. Um, And that's okay. It's just, just a matter of practicing and it can start small and you'd be surprised at how, how good you start to feel when you notice how you're impacting others on how they feel. And because it's just totally wild how much time people spend alone and like really, really need that human connection. And just when they're out, like they're, you don't know, like you could see this mom at the grocery store or whoever. And like, I don't have kids personally, but like I've seen my sisters with their, with their kids and there's probably days where they like, or like even single moms where they haven't talked to an adult in like two days. So even if somebody comes up to you and starts chatting with you, if it's not, if, if you're in, if you're in your head and you're like, today's not the day, Karen, no, (laughs) like just bite your tongue And even like a five second conversation can mean so much to other people. So I guess like, yeah, it's just because I'm like thinking about about all these memories and like what people have said to me or came up to me and talked to me and um, making yourself open uh, to receiving compliments and open to communication I feel like sometimes I think I might be unapproachable for some people, which I hope not. But um, I know when I was down in Mexico, I was not approachable. I really wasn't. I wasn't in a good headspace. I wasn't, I, I knew I wasn't approachable. And I couldn't have turned it off if I wanted to. I tried to every day. I tried to change my mindset. I tried everything possible to get my body out of survival mode, to be like, to feel like myself again. I tried everything. And so that was a huge learning experience for me, knowing that I need, my number one thing I need is safety. I need to feel safe. And then my second thing that I need is stability. And I feel like that's like a basic human want is to have that stability and need like I commend the people that sorry taking a drink I commend the people that have learned how to just completely be on their own 
and I'm very independent. But what I mean by being on their own is they've just learned how, like, yeah, I don't even know what I mean by that. <laughs> I think I'm like, I think I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking more along the lines of like the, the people you see going through life that just like, don't really talk to other people and like they do their, their, whatever they're going to do and they go home. I think like, no way. That is not me. So I just can't do it. So sometimes compliments again, or even like having talks with, with random strangers really can impact the course of their life. Like I actually have a really good story. I have tons of stories. I need to start writing these down. I have a cousin and I remember, um, and it's wild because I didn't mean to, but I know that I think I impacted the results of his entire life. So he wanted to join the military back in the day. And like, I don't, I don't think I'm, I'm, I don't want like a congratulations or like a, a thanks for being responsible, but it made me feel good thinking about it. You know, he came up, to, he, he contacted me, he said, I really want to join and I'd been working in recruiting at the time. And so I helped him get his file going because I knew like how unorganized the recruiting system was. And just like the, the length of time it takes to do stuff. Like I will tell you, the recruiting process back then, um, even now, like I don't know how, how like organized it is. But back then it was just like everything took like forever for anything to get done. It was just like, well, short staff too, right? But Going back to him, I remember him wanting to join and we talked and, ah, gosh, he did. He joined and now he's, he's, he's out with a successful job and a family. You know, he, he has, he's, I think, three beautiful kids with his, his beautiful wife and they have this really amazing life in, I think they're in Ottawa now, but yeah, like if he hadn't picked up the phone that day, so I'm trying, not trying to mind blow you today, like this morning on a Sunday morning, but if he hadn't picked up the phone that day to, you know, say he wanted to join, he would have never, I don't think he would be in today. So not to stress you out, but <laughs> decisions can sometimes impact your entire life. Because I don't have a ton of life experience, but I have enough to know that, like, because I'm, I'm 38 years old, but I've, I feel like I've lived, lived a life, like, <laughs> because of everything that I've gone through. And it's not to say that, like, nobody's, nobody else, it's not a competitive thing where, like, I'm not that way. It's just, this is my story and that's all. But it's wild to think about like the decisions you make and the things that you say and the people that you communicate with have such a massive, can massively change your entire life. You know, like my best friend, Osa, one of my best friends, and I met her crazily enough after, after I was leaving a relationship. And it's funny because like my sister, little sister, was browsing a garage sale app, found a bed that I wanted to buy, went and bought it. And you know when you meet someone 
and you just, your energies just work and you like gravitate towards each other, which is wild. Like I've met a few girlfriends in my life where it's wild how instantly connected you feel and how instantly comfortable you feel with this person. Like, I feel like I knew her in another life, like, because it's interesting, you know, she's been through so much and she's such an amazing person. Like, she really is. Her and I are like, I don't know how to explain it. I just care about her so much as a best friend. And she's so, she's such an incredible human being that sometimes I go into like this weird, where I don't want to talk to anyone for for days. I just, I can't, I don't want to communicate. I don't answer my phone. I just do me and I don't mean to, it's just, I have to. And so I don't know how many times Osa has like reached out to me and just said like, just checking on you, making sure you're okay. Those people keep those people close to you because those people are so important. Like they really are like, She's been amazing. I literally met her like as soon as I changed the course of my life and the direction that my life was going, my whole my whole vibe started to flow. And that's when I met her and I started working in the modeling industry and it's literally history now. And actually, I have way too many funny stories today. <laughs> it's interesting to say, and I don't know if I've repeated this before, but like... um I met her and she was the one person to, and not to make anyone feel sorry for me. Like this is just me talking. And if people listen to it, amazing. And this isn't to like make people look bad or anything like that. But back when I was in, you know, I took care of planning everything. And this, again, this is not to make people feel sorry for me because, you know, I did it to myself too, by like not telling anyone but with everyone that got out of the military, take another drink. This is a long podcast today. Um, I just didn't really tell anyone when my last day really was because, you know, I just didn't because I, I was so sick towards the end. And I, when I say sick, I was like, I had really bad headaches and, and vertigo and dizziness. And I was, I couldn't even like function while I was in that building and but literally the last day and I planned luncheons for like for everyone that got out because I was that girl you know like I was the one that did it and like it was an all-male unit at that point and so it was all guys and me being the only girl actually I did have a girl a corporal helping me for a little while but then she left a uh, sweet girl but my last day in the army, March 5th, 2020, um, I remember packing at my office and like people kind of knew I was leaving, but no one really knew. And I packed up all my stuff and it was like March, March 5th of 2020. And Osa messaged me and she's like, are they doing anything for your last day at work? And you got to keep in mind, like this is over 19 years in service. And no, they had nothing nobody, nobody cared enough to, and that's how I felt. Nobody did anything. One of the guys actually came up to me and I'd been, 
I'd, I'd done, I'd worked so hard, even to, even to the very bitter end, that someone actually came up to me that day and said that they needed me for something the following week. And I said, I can't. Oh, really? Why? I said, because today's the last day ever in the military. What? Yeah. yeah. So take care of yourself. That's literally all I said. I said, take care. And I said, I'm really sorry, but I can't help you. And so I left that day. And thank God, my MVP, Osa, you know, so sweet. She took me up for lunch because she knew. I, she said, did they plan anything for you? I was like, nothing. And I'm like, but that's okay because that's, I'm not going to take that as a reflection of who I am because I know who I am. And it's just, it is what it is. So we went for lunch and then the following day I went to Mexico. And like, I think I've told that story before potentially in this podcast. I went to Mexico with friends for seven days and, and I was so ready to start my life. You know, I was going to go into fashion and, and like, and like model and do everything I was going to do. <laughs> and then the pandemic hit. The borders closed the day I flew back from Mexico. And I was like, I was like, Lord. <laughs> Like, I was literally like, like, come on, universe. I'm like, I'm tired of being one of your strongest soldiers. I am done. <laughs> like, please give me, a, give me a second to just start my new life. <laughs> because I finally had freedom for the first time in my life. And it, it's the truth, because I joined when I was 16. I finally had the freedom to just, like, start my new life. And then I had to put that on pause again as the world went crazy into this crazy pandemic. And I just had to figure things out. But I'll be honest, I think a lot of people can relate to that statement. Where people, sorry, take another drink of water. Where people are just tired of having to figure things out. Like, we don't want to have to figure things out every single day, you know? (laughs) So what you say and what you do can truly impact the people around you. So don't forget that. I get really, really saying a kind thing, listening for five minutes, you know, can really make someone else's day. And if that's not what you want to do, totally, that's completely up to you. But it really means a lot to the other person. It could could completely change their life. I think it really could. So, you know, always, always be kind and humble. Gosh, humble to me is such a thing. I know I want to end this podcast now, but I have too much to say today. (laughs) Um, Being humble is so important too. And it's funny how like little moments in your life can just impact you years later And so what you say to other people and what you say to yourself, you'd be surprised at how much it impacts them. Because I'm not even kidding you. When I was in school, I was probably in like grade four. Childhood traumas, you're talking about them. (laughs) But I remember because I I was really good at everything. I really was. I'm not going to like brag about it, but I was. I was a track star. I got first in everything. I was... I was creative. I was a singer. I, I sang in the church choir. I, 
I was really smart. I, and I remember getting like, I think I won a, a spelling bee or something, or I won, I won something. And I was so proud of myself. And I was just telling everyone I won. And I remember somebody like scolding me saying, you shouldn't be bragging about it because other people feel bad for not winning. And I was like, oh, you're right. This little, little girl who's like, oh, you're right. No, I shouldn't brag. Like, because that's not okay. There's probably other things that led to that. But like, that's when I talk about humility. So be proud of what you've done. But just don't like parade it around like I've done this and I've done that. It's just like there's I feel like there's a way about it where you can just be super proud of yourself and tell people of your achievements and just be proud. There's totally a difference between arrogance, confidence and humility massively. So I'll end this podcast today. It was a bit of a long one, kind of scatterbrained all over the place. But um, thank you so much if you listen to the entire podcast and I'm really looking forward to seeing where the where this goes um and always be kind and always be humble and you never really know what you say what your words what your how your words will impact others so have a beautiful Sunday and thank you for listening bye